Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. We could try to explain what it's like to get your work done on a John Deere mower, compact tractor, or Gator XUV. But to really understand the feeling, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you joining me this week on the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a nationally recognized personal finance expert and author of multiple books and audiobooks. I work as a speaker, spokesperson, and content creator to advance financial education and literacy. My mission for the show is to give you the information, tools, resources, and inspiration to live rich and love the journey. You can learn more about me over at lauradadams.com. I'm really excited about today's show because I'm going to give you a step-by-step blueprint to follow so you know exactly how to prioritize your personal finances. This topic was inspired by a great question I received from a listener named Jacob. He summed up a common struggle that many of us have about what to focus on first with our finances. So I won't read his entire question, but here's the essence of it. He says, I'm in my mid-30s with two kids and making a good salary. I have an emergency fund and some retirement savings, but I'm struggling to finish my budget because I have so many competing needs and goals. For instance, if I pay off $75,000 in student loans first, I won't have any money for a house down payment. I wish that I could fund all my dreams, but I have to make choices. I'm so motivated, but I need help figuring out what to do first or in the proper proportion. So which line items should I prioritize? Student loans, saving for a house, retirement, college for my kids, or family expenses like summer camp and a vacation? Jacob, thanks so much for this question. I'm sure the audience can relate to your dilemma because we all have limited financial resources to manage. And if you don't know the next action step to take, it's very easy to feel stuck, overwhelmed, and to never make any financial progress. So I'm going to lay out five priorities that will help you set financial goals, leverage your resources, and build wealth as quickly as possible. So instead of worrying about making a bad financial move, I want you to consider following these five priorities. Priority number one, fund your retirement. You may not be surprised to hear me say that one. When it comes to budgeting and saving for the future, you need to begin with the end in mind. Unless you're expecting an inheritance or a huge company pension, which is very rare these days, by the way, your longest-term goal should be to save enough for a comfortable retirement. After you stop working, you could, and hopefully will, live for decades. Whether you live in poverty or have financial freedom, is completely up to you. Social security payments for the average retiree are just over $1,000 per month. And who knows what could happen to that program in the future. So the earlier you begin saving, the better. 
Not only does starting early give you more time to contribute money, but it leverages the power of compound growth. If you're not familiar with the concept of compounding, this is when your earnings earn their own earnings. Your account balance can easily mushroom as the growth you receive provides you even higher returns. It's really powerful. Consider this. If you invest $500 a month over 20 years and you get a 10% average return, you'd have about $380,000. But if you started five years earlier and invested that same amount for the same return over 25 years instead of 20, you would amass over $665,000. That's impressive, right? But if you invest for 30 years, you'd end up with a nest egg that's over $1.1 million. Did you get that? Simply starting to invest five years earlier can give you an additional $435,000, even though you only put in $500 per month. That's the power of compounding interest that I'm talking about. So procrastinating even 10 years could make the difference between scraping by or having a very comfortable lifestyle down the road in retirement. So you may be wondering how much retirement savings is right for you. Well, there are many online retirement calculators that can help you drill down to an exact number to save in order to reach your goal. I'll put a link to some of those in the notes for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. But a good rule of thumb is to never invest less than 10 to 15% of your gross income. For instance, if you earn a $50,000 salary, be sure to invest at least $5,000, maybe up to $7,500 per year. As I mentioned, if you do that consistently over several decades, you can easily retire with at least a million dollars. If you have a retirement plan at work, like a 401k, 403B or 457, that's the first place your savings should go. For 2015, you can contribute up to $18,000 or even up to $24,000 if you're age 50 or older. I love workplace plans because not only are they really convenient because they automatically deduct contributions from your paycheck, but they come with terrific tax benefits. Plus, many employers give you matching funds that can turbocharge your savings. Matching funds are so fantastic because they give you a 100% return on your money no matter what happens in the financial markets. I don't know about you, but I'll take a guaranteed 100% return all day long. But what if you don't have a job with a retirement plan? In that case, you can use a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or even a special account if you're self-employed. These all come with really nice tax advantages. The maximum amount you can contribute to an IRA is not as high as a workplace plan, but it's likely to increase in future years. For 2015, you can contribute up to $5,500 or $6,500 if you're age 50 or older. If those amounts are less than 10 to 15% of your gross income, max out an IRA and then contribute the rest to another account. You might choose an annuity for pre-tax savings or a regular taxable brokerage account. You can even max out both a workplace plan and an IRA in the same year. However, depending on your income, contributions to a traditional IRA may not be fully tax-deductible when you or a spouse also participate in a retirement plan at work. 
No matter what type of account you use for retirement savings, the trick is to automate it. Set up monthly transfers from your bank account so you fund your future before anything else. Nothing is more important. All right, let's move on to priority number two. This one is pay dangerous debts. After setting your retirement savings in motion, your next financial priority is to tackle what I call dangerous debts. These are debts like tax liens, any that you're paying late, or even debt that's already in collections. If you're in any of these situations, you need to get caught up as quickly as possible. Dangerous debts also include high-interest credit accounts. So these might be payday loans, credit cards, or car loans that have rates in the double digits. These accounts can destroy your financial health because they drain your resources and keep you from using your money to save or invest instead. But I don't want you to worry yet about paying off low-interest debts ahead of schedule. These might include a mortgage or student loans. That's because they're relatively inexpensive. Plus, they come with built-in tax deductions, which further reduces their cost on an after-tax basis. Priority number three, build an emergency fund. Once your retirement savings is on autopilot and you're taking care of any dangerous debt, your next financial priority is to create a safety net known as an emergency fund. Having emergency money is so important because it keeps you from going into debt in the first place. It's what will keep you safe if you have a large unexpected expense or you hit a financial rough patch, like losing your job or business income. How much emergency savings you should have is really different for everyone. If you work in an unstable industry or are the sole breadwinner for a large family, you probably need a bigger financial cushion than a single person who has no dependents and plenty of job opportunities. Ideally, you should accumulate at least three to six months worth of your living expenses. Another good rule of thumb is to accumulate at least 10% of your annual gross income. For instance, if you earn $50,000, make a goal to accumulate and maintain a $5,000 emergency fund. Now, if you're starting with zero savings, you could begin with a small goal such as saving 1% or 2% of your income each year. Or maybe you start with a small target, like $500 or $1,000, and increase that target each year until you have a healthy amount of emergency money. An important part of having emergency money is keeping it completely safe, which is why I typically recommend that you don't invest it. Instead, keep it tucked away in a high-yield FDIC-insured bank account so it'll be there the moment you might need it. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, 
and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Moving on to priority number four. This is to have the right insurance. In addition to having an emergency fund, an important part of taking control of your finances is being adequately insured. Many people get into debt in the first place because they don't have enough of the right kinds of insurance, or maybe they don't even have insurance at all. As your career progresses and your net worth increases, you'll have more income and assets to protect from unexpected events. Without enough insurance, a catastrophic event could literally wipe out everything you've worked so hard to earn. Make sure you have enough coverage to protect yourself and those you love from something unexpected jeopardizing your financial security and happiness. For starters, you should review your auto and your home or renter's insurance coverage. And by the way, if you rent and you don't have renter's insurance, you need to get it today. It's a bargain for the protections you get. It only costs, on average, $185 per year. Many times having just the minimum amount of liability on these types of policies for auto and home, it isn't enough to protect you from a potential lawsuit. So you want to consider adding an inexpensive umbrella liability policy that will give you much more protection, and it's very inexpensive. The Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, makes it mandatory to have health insurance. But that won't pay your bills if you get sick or injured and you can't work. Disability coverage is what will replace a portion of your lost income if that happens. And if you have a family or a spouse or partner who would be hurt financially if you died, you need life insurance to protect them. If you're in relatively good health, a term life insurance policy for half a million dollars might only cost a couple hundred dollars per year. So you can see that having some extra protection doesn't need to cost an arm and a leg. You can shop for these types of policies using a site like insurancequotes.com. And priority number five, consider your goals. The first four financial priorities I gave you lay the foundation for a healthy financial life, which is why you've got to focus on them first. Again, they're number one, fund your retirement. Number two, pay dangerous debts. Number three, build an emergency fund. Number four, have the right insurance. 
But what about goals like saving for a child's college, starting a business, or buying a home? These are wonderful goals if you can save for them in addition to funding your retirement and creating financial safety nets. For a child's education, consider using a 529 savings account since it offers really nice tax advantages. A brokerage account is the best place to invest money for other types of goals that you might want to achieve in about 10 years or so. And savings for your short-term goals, like buying a car or taking a vacation, that you want to achieve within about a year or two should go into a bank savings account. Or if you want to use excess cash to start paying down your low interest debts, like student loans and mortgages instead, this is the time to do it. In other words, once you've accounted for retirement, emergency money, dangerous debts, and insurance, how you prioritize spending extra money is up to you. Consider what you value the most and make sure your spending is in alignment with your highest and dearest values in life. So the answer to Jacob's question about what to prioritize is that he should secure his future first by investing about 15% of his income for retirement every single year. He didn't say how much emergency savings he has, but accumulating a bank savings equal to 10% of his annual income would be a wise goal. Jacob didn't mention having any dangerous debt, so his next step should be to review his insurance needs with a reputable agent or a financial advisor to make sure he isn't vulnerable in any areas. Then he can reevaluate and see how much he can put toward the other goals he mentioned, such as saving for a house, college for the kids, and vacations. I'm hoping he can create enough room in his budget to save some amount each month toward the goals that mean the most to him and his family. And if there isn't room, he could consider making some big sacrifices, such as downsizing housing temporarily in order to turbocharge his savings. Or he could look for a better-paying day job or take an additional side job to create more income. I hope these five priorities will give you clear direction about how to set wise financial goals, build as much wealth for the future as possible, and make the most of the money you do have. If you'd like to continue a conversation about reaching financial goals, I want to invite you to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Debt. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Debt on Facebook. Or you can send me a text message, and I'll send you an invitation right now. Just text GROUP400, that's GROUP400, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. And before we go, I want to thank everyone who submitted iTunes reviews. Humorous to me says, useful tips and highlights. I appreciate the nuggets of useful information provided in each podcast. Very helpful. Thanks. Sir Paladin says, worth every minute. Whether you count your money in dimes or dollars, there are episodes that will apply to you. Her information is well-researched and presented in clear language. Thanks, you guys. That means so much to me. Your reviews are a terrific way to give back to the show because they help new listeners find the podcast so they can get the information they need to improve their financial lives. I want to thank you so much for listening today. That's all for now courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.
dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.